Hello and welcome to the podcast Invest in You. My name is Fredrik Sandvall and today we will have a great guest from England. His name is uh, Robin White and uh, he is a coach. He is a business coach, he is an author, he is a speaker. Uh, he has been helping hundreds of businesses and probably way more in terms of individuals, thousands of people in various countries to get out of their own way, dare to charge slightly more for their services and uh, also around the mindset. So it is with great pleasure that I welcome and invite you to listen to our conversation. And here we go. All right. Hi and welcome, uh, Robert White, to the podcast Invest in You. Thank you very much for having me. How are you today? Yeah, really well. Thank you. It's uh, a little bit late over here and a bit cold, but I'm, you know, having great, great things going on with the business at the moment. So some fantastic wins with clients. So yeah, nothing to complain about at all. Great. Perfect. I, I just uh, left a call with a guy in Australia. He's also in the same space. I work with business coaching. Where are you in the world today? Uh, based in Gloucestershire in the UK. Yeah. So uh, yeah, small I live in a little town called Stroud and it's a, it's a proper sort of farming sort of, you know, mill type community basically, but there's about 80,000 people in five minutes in any direction. We're in countryside. So it's, it's beautiful. Perfect. Absolutely beautiful. So you also got some uh, outdoor interests as well, I hope. I have. Yeah. Well, f- funny enough, I live in the countryside. My pursuits, I, I love surfing. That's one of my things. So <laughs> kind of whenever I can, I go, um, I have pictures of surfing all, all around my office and I always try yeah. and get out to the coast. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then cycling as well. So the hills are good for cycling, like going up and down. I prefer going down them, not up them. Yeah, no, exactly. You have to do to endure it, to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Now I also do a lot of mountain biking as well. And, uh, the, yeah, missing the sea brought me from the countryside, like maybe where where you live at the moment, to join the Marines later, and that that sometimes oh, wow. brought, brought me to the middle of the desert, which is not water at all. Uh, no, <laughs> far from it. <laughs> all right, cool. So I know you since a couple of years. We kept bumping into each other on uh, entrepreneurial events and so on, and you are way ahead in terms of being a published author. So. What do you do? Because the audience might not know. Uh, I love your uh, your tagline of fearless uh, business coaching. So please tell us a bit more about what you do. Um, yeah, so I, I set up a coaching practice about two and a half years ago. I spent, um, I kind of harked from internet marketing. So I ran a marketing business for 12 years and then my family came along. So decided that I wanted something that would um, work a little bit better for us as a family, but something a bit more flexible. And, and also just... Um, you know, I, I realized that I could create a much greater impact kind of getting stuck into helping people with their whole, the whole of their business or more yeah. of their business than just kind of the, the, the digital side of things. So yeah, so the coaching practice now I, I work specifically with service-based businesses. So people who are stuck exchanging time for money on my perfect client. Um, yeah. and most of my clients actually end up being other co- also consultants and freelancers, creative agencies, so my, like similar to what I used to do. Accountants, yeah. bizarrely, I've managed to fall into that one, but I guess it's because I'm a numbers guy um, yeah. and a bit of a geek. So, and then the odd law firm for my sins as well. I've worked with, um, and then you know, uh, like I said, it's it, broadly speaking, just service-based businesses. And I move them from basically charging time for money, so that value exchange, yes. to results. So they're they're pricing based on results rather than. 50 pounds an hour or whatever it might be yeah perfect all right i'll, I'll jump into 
Another influence in the field of what what you're doing. Uh, have you read uh, Alan Weiss' book about million? I haven't. I haven't heard lots of good things about it, but I haven't you yet should, got around to it. You should absolutely do have a, a quick read. It's it's very much linked to uh, similar things as you just explained. Uh, is he's a is a big influencer in in that space, and I I can highly recommend his book. All yeah, right. I'll check um, out. You have also written not one but actually two books. And uh, a rumor about the third one, even. Which one do you want to mention first? <laughs> well, I, I have actually got five. I should probably really? just, um, yeah, yeah, three of them are kind of like lead magnets. And I just yeah. kind of, I've been through the publishing process. So it's, it, it was relatively easy to turn those into books, but they're kind of, they're just there just to add a bit of value. But no, officially two books. Um, the first one was um, online business startup, which I think is kind of like how we met. You know, I went through, yes. um, yeah. you know, uh, doing some work with Dan Priestley and his program and, wrote online business startup when I was still running the marketing agency. And, um, gosh, do you know how much I, I, the difference that made to my, my personal profile, it absolutely kind of, I suppose it was kind of the lever, which gave me the opportunity to move into coaching and doing a lot more mentoring work, speaking opportunities and things like that. Um, and then, yeah, the second book, I kind of, um, it, it was more so just, uh, I wanted to write something that aligned more with my coaching program when I opened the practice up. And yeah, I've got plans for the third one. It's going to be, the third <laughs> one's going to be the fearless coaching program. Like right. as a, it's going to be like the 30 tools, which I use in my coaching program to help my clients just in a, in a bit more of a how to sort of guide, but, um, yeah, a bit of, bit of a hybrid between the, the first two books really, I think. All right. Sounds great. I'm just thinking when, when we could have met the first time, it should be like three or four years ago, I think time fly by. Uh, when did you publish your, uh, your first hard copy book? I think that's about when I met you. The first book was actually 2014. So it's uh, yeah. end, well, it's yeah. end so of 2014, it's 2015. Yeah. yeah. So four years coming up for, um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, Take Your Shot uh, wrote, um, it was published about 18 months ago. So, but it's already got more reviews now than online business startup. It's kind of, it's in terms of, like generating leads and like getting, um, get, you know, being able to convey it. And, I mean, you've read Take Your Shot. So it's like a 90 yes. minutes short haul flight. I tell it as a parable so that people can actually kind of get stuck into it really easily. I wrote it because it, I started telling the story about this guy, Russ, who was one of my first clients when I was out doing speaking at speaking opportunities. And everybody kept on there, like, tell us more about Russ. Tell us like what, what you went, you know, what he went through. And I think the thing about it was like his journey was very much like frustrated entrepreneur. He'd set up a golfing Academy, teaching students, and you know, he told me this story when we first met about how it was like a frosty November morning, freezing cold, and he had to get up at like five o'clock to get out to the golf course to go and teach like a load of lessons. Yep. And yep. Before it even got to the course, because he lived about an hour and a half away, like six out of eight of his clients had sent text messages and canceled their lessons. And he's just like, just woefully like, um, just beaten up like as a business owner. And he like, he was deeply passionate about, um, you know, golf and teaching youngsters and old people alike to play golf. So we kind of set about like transforming his business. This is all told and take your shot. And I, I actually tell it like this as the story of like the conversation almost that, that Russ yeah, and I had. I, I can see how many people resonate with the story already. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's, um, you know, and it's the thing as well, like you, you probably like me, been to tons of networking events and this is kind of like the dirty secret in business that nobody talks about, like actually how hard it is. Yep. And, and I think that's why people get stuck into take your shot, but it, it it's that transformation. So 
eventually he go he goes through we he works with this coach who's david who's like 55 and semi-retired he's kind of where i see myself in 20 years time basically yep. <laughs> kind of model david on myself yep. in a few years and um he meets this guy goes through this like eight week transformation process trebles his prices ends up like going off and teaching other golf professionals this methodology which he's learned with david um and it just totally changes his life him and his wife can buy a house you know they get married they they start doing these amazing golf retreats with other golf professionals and russ is you know the part i guess by about page 74 i do start to embellish the story a little bit because you know up until that point it's based on fact and then the kind of the last sort of 20 or so pages are based on what russ's goals were but you know bearing in mind we're 18 months on he's already starting to like do some of that stuff he's got yeah, the retreats exactly. up and running and, and and coaching overseas it's like and it's kind of i've just wanted something really short and punchy that would be inspiring but also provide like there's five of my coaching tools in there and i just wanted people to be able to grab hold of something and, and try and create a bit of transformation in themselves yeah yeah um yeah and i think i think i achieved that yeah i think so too otherwise people wouldn't chase you as much as i do i think uh, i just <laughs> like to take a little sidetrack there in terms of what do you decide to jump into in terms of if you do leave your so-called day job and you venture into your own thing i've seen quite a few people really destroy their hobbies for example you mentioned the the, the golf golfer who probably was even more keen golfer before it became his profession uh, i used to be a dive instructor for many years i'm still still certified to teach and so on and out of everyone i was doing my instructor training with like mid 90s so yeah that was a long while ago uh, most of them really burnt out and, and they faded away from from what used to be their biggest hobby uh, to yeah. almost like hate it instead and not appreciate it at all uh, and the people I trained, like from the military equivalent of, of, of the Navy SEALs, I, I taught them how to dive as civilian divers as well, uh, because I was working in the same unit. Uh, and out of them, because of the, the tough experience, not too many of them really wanted to dive as civilians well, after that. <laughs> I, I'm working on a new theory at the moment. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Love it. Yeah. Because I've, I've worked it out. I've worked out what the problem is. I, and I've I've given it a nickname. It's called the business black hole. And it sounds like really negative, but actually what yeah. it is, is if if you've ever read anything about like, you know, uh, Einstein's theories of relativity, I'm going to go a bit deeper for a second. If you look at like the dynamics of black holes, well, even, even the gravitational field of the Earth, they say that if you go up onto the International Space Station for for six or nine months or however long it is, you actually yes. come back younger than you would have been had you been on Earth. All right. Because the gra- it's gravity which yeah, yeah. basically Aging. speeds up time and makes you age. And it's a similar process for in business because most businesses have this like this life cycle which is sell, deliver, sell, deliver. Yes. And that's that's the gravitational field and it's based around the business owner at the center of it. And the only way to expand that and slow time down and make business feel easier, I guess, is or better is, is one yep. way to put it, is to basically create enough momentum to break out of that gravitational field. Yes. And it's very simple. All we do is we charge more money. Now, I, I know that sounds very simplistic. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm 100% with you. But, but if if you if you're charging two or three times the amount for the same thing that you're already delivering, it means that you're less reliant. You can you can spend more time going yep. into delivery. You can take more time then to bring the money in on the back end of that product after the delivery, and then you can start the sales cycle again and gradually you just expand that yes. you know that gravitational field. 
and it's amazing when you see when you see business owners get this and they start charging more and their mindset shifts and they realize that they can do things slower they can yes. slow time down in their business it's an awakening like they just there's total freedom and you can see light bulbs like going off yes. all over the place and all of a sudden they've got spare free time that they never thought they would ever have and things like that um I've got a bit of work to do in terms of like explaining that theory and like yep. getting it down on paper. But I think, I think there's, you know, I'm always looking for like similarities between the sciences and businesses and things like that, just to try and kind of explain it. Yeah. I mean, really to bolt on to your, to your black hole theory there, the whole aspect of once you have multiplied myself by creating assets, digital real assets, that also slows down time quite a lot because the assets are working so much faster than yourself. For example, I've yep. got one of my business areas is, is uh, property. Uh, and yes, by the fact of having time plus property in the background, meaning that I could work a lot less if I, if I wanted to. Uh, yeah. so I'm completely with you on that one. Well, that's uh, nice. You get to choose how much you work. I mean, that's exactly. how it should be, isn't it? Exactly, um, yeah. I, I read a really interesting um, uh, book about money, actually, yeah. And I, I remember seeing a Ted Frank Kern or somebody like that. And he said, there's like a thousand people in the audience. And he said, I'm going to give you a tip. He said, this is, if you take nothing else away from today, this is the one book that you should all read. Okay. And he said, I can guarantee I'll tell you that now. And probably only like maybe 10 of you will go and buy it. And maybe two of you yep. will actually take on the lessons and maybe one of you will implement it successfully and yes. have all, you know, have all of the riches, have everything. Yeah. And the, the book was called The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. Again, it's like a parable. It's, it's yep. kind of like an old school version of like take your shot, but exactly. written about money. <laughs> um, and, and he talks about like, you know, making, um, say, take 10% of whatever you earn and, and then not, not just you keep it for yourself, but you reinvest it. And then yes. the, the children of that money then earn money and the children of that. And so it gradually it builds yep. up as an army. Yeah. Like you've got to take that attitude with business as well. Like, you know, pay yourself first and by that, don't just transfer money into your bank account, but also like pay yourself by reinvesting back into your business. Yes. It's the best, best growth asset, asset you can have, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I used that book as well. I've read it a number of years ago, but I also used it to try to explain for my teenagers, even and surely a part of the podcast as well in terms of, yeah, how, how to make money. And then talk yeah. about the, the whole of aspect of, compounding and the other day we were working with um, maths to the power of and then he has to took the portfolio of, of property and then he has added various growth factors and then we discussed inflation uh, and then he has to start like add five years 10 years 40 years and yeah, uh, yeah without not doing anything more than just conservative and he has become a lot older. I, I will become billionaire by doing nothing when they are surviving. Uh, <laughs> so now I've got the task to survive, just like Warren Buffett. Uh, hey, well, there you go. You've got to manifest these things into existence. But I, I, um, I was going to say, one of the things I find the most, I, I had a comment the other day as well, like that you earn you earn 50% of your wealth in the last two years that you work or something ridiculous yeah. like that. It's yeah. the whole compounding effect. And that's just like, that's mind-blowing. So, yes. um. Uh, another another kind of analogy which I use with a lot of clients as well is like especially when they're going into like they're starting on the self-development personal development journey which you and I have both been on we've kind of been yep. through that and it never stops actually it's not like we've, we've done it been there and done it and got the t-shirt it, it always happens but I, I liken it to going down the gym like 
you know that you've got to put the time in and the effort in at the gym, but you're not going to feel the results for three or four weeks. You're not even going to see the results for probably six to eight no, weeks. Exactly. You know, the six pack won't be there. But you know that you don't just go to the gym for three days and then think, oh, do you know what? This is too hard work. I'm just going to hope that the six pack appears and I just I'll yep. stop going down the gym. Yep. You don't do that. Well, I see so many business owners and like Frank Kern's point was, you know, I'm giving you the, the one thing you've got to do is like go and read this book, like buy a book. It's, it's 10 bucks. Read a book. Like most business owners find it a bit hard and they just give up. Yes. Yes. No, but I guess that's natural yeah, selection. Yeah, do the reps or do the calls or whatever it might be. So, that that I mean, ultimately, we all know exactly what we should do in terms of both yeah. health and wealth, and and actually, that also will hopefully lead to happiness. Uh, we know exactly what to do, but it's just like <clears throat> it takes a little discipline. Yeah, maybe a little coach nudging you. Uh, what well, to do. yeah, co- coach, coaches help. You know, I'm a big fan of coaches. Yeah, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't be know. if I wasn't one. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, yeah, I uh, I just got uh, like a random email just the other day, and just by having an accountability coach, just talk to him like two to five minutes a day, has motivated me to do like two to five to six hours of extra work per day that I didn't do before. Wow! Just because I don't want to disappoint the coach. So yeah, I mean, yeah, the, 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 a little tip there. I mean, you should be, you're also doing that for yourself as well. It's not of just course, for the coach, of course. But you, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I always say that to clients. I used to have clients who um, I'm very careful about my selection process now because I had the odd client who would wait until the day before our coaching session to deliver work to me. And I was like, you have to pull them up on that. It's just like, you're doing that for, you're doing that for me, not for yourself. Like the, <laughs> I don't give a shit whether you do the work or not. Yeah, exactly. You know, this, this is this is about this is about you and you getting the work done for yourself. And it's quite amazing when they go, oh yeah, and it's like uh, <laughs> and you have that again. That's a little breakthrough in itself, realizing yeah. they've got to put put the work in. But I do think, imagine if it was easy, then we'd all be rich and we'd all have no incentive really yeah. to get out there and put the put the hours in and work and help the people that we do help. I, you know, if it if if that was the case, it's just natural selection. There's going to be a group of people who work hard there's going to be a group of yep. people who work smart and then there's going to be a group of 80 to 90 percent of everybody else who just hopes that everything's going to be all right yeah no and and it's just we spoke about today because we actually had the graduation ceremony of of uh, the 12 month program today and uh ah, well wow. one yeah so congratulations <laughs> that was nine months passing by very fast doesn't adjust yeah and um my my point is, we discussed. You said earlier in, in the in this podcast about it's just really really hard for most people. Yeah. And we discussed almost like a, a graph or a bell curve where it's really 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 hard for for many many people, and it's it's even harder for the the next chunk, and then for the last few percent, it seems just to be really easy. Yeah, uh, that it- didn't come by accident, obviously. But it's it's a bit like you know I I guess when we're um when we're younger and we're having to go through that learning experience we yeah. kind of a it's just expected that's just what you do as a youngster but I think I do think it's easier when you're younger you seem to be um you have more energy yes. for a start <laughs> you get, yeah, get yeah. you get old and it's kind of like well, I know I know that you know going down the gym and things like that eating healthily and yes. not staying out late stuff like that will give you energy but you know but it, it does get a little bit harder as you get older. As youngsters, we kind of just seem to just be sponges, absorb the stuff. It feels very effortless. Yes. I think it's just one of those natural things that as you kind of start to get filled up with information, it does become harder to kind of make those changes and those shifts in order to, you know. And But I think as well, like it's in that process of it being difficult that we get the biggest results, the yes. biggest changes happen. Because 
we know at that point that we're kind of breaking like old habits and we're, we're shifting into, into like a new world basically. And that ultimately is going to be what's going to build the momentum that we need in order to create that big sort of compounding effect that we've talked about. You know, like I said, if it was easy, if, if we, if you could just set up a business and and it was easy, you just get complacent. Like it would go wrong at some point and then it would become hard again anyway, naturally. So I'm kind of a big fan of like, you know, let's force the really hard stuff on ourselves. Yes. Let's make it difficult exactly. for ourselves. Because yes. if we can get through it, like we're going to be even stronger. Yep. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, we all know exactly which task we really, really, really should do on each and every single day. And, yeah. and we very often shy away from that. Uh, like in, in, in the other book, Eat That Frog, very much by Brian Tracy. It's, it's exactly that. Uh, right. So I'd love to hear some of your like, but you've really seen real transformation. We work with any of your customers. What breakthrough ideas did you come up with together and, and what kind of impact did they, ha- did it have for, for them? Um, I mean, for me, it's, it's mostly around sort of pricing and the mindset around like how we price our products. So yes. most people, when they kind of uh, let's take web design, for example, so a web designer, you know, and there's lots of brilliant ones out there, but they they will focus solely on like they'll look at the competition and they'll go, oh, the competition is charging fifty pounds an hour, so I'll I'll do a rough calculation. This is going to take twenty hours. Yeah, I'll multiply that by fifty, and we end up with a thousand pound product. But again, they're not really thinking about like what's in it for their customer at that point. Yes, you know? exactly. Yes, because what does a thousand pound website really mean? Well, it's kind of like arbitrary unless you know, there's, there's some tangible benefit from it. Yes. But, but the reality is like when you're charging time for money, the only person who really benefits from that is the supplier, not the customer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because I could just eke it out. I could just eke it out and do more hours and then I get more money. So actually I'm the only one really who benefits from that. Although it's a total paradigm because on the opposite end of the spectrum, like I'm killing myself over getting these 50 pounds an hour and, yes. and plus having to do all the other business stuff. So one of the biggest shifts I get with people is, um, just basically to become a master at working out what their customer's ROI is going to be, return on investment is going to be. Yeah. So let's say, for example, hey, we, you know, we're both in self-development coaching space. So I'm going to build a website for a coach. Okay. Now the average client for a coach, you know, is going to be several thousand pounds. So if they then want to grow a business that's like 100k, 200k, or a million yes. pound a year coaching practice, like actually that website. If, if, if I wanted to grow a million pound coaching practice, but I needed a proper high end, like kick-ass website, exactly. like maybe I should be prepared to pay a hundred grand for it. And some people go, whoa, exactly. that's just ridiculous. You'd never pay that much for a website. But I'm like, yeah, I'd pay a hundred quid to get a mil- hundred grand to get a million. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, so he could push a button. The website goes live. It could take a minute. He could charge a hundred grand for it. But then I've got a million pounds worth of clients off the back of it. So right. I know that's a very extreme example, but the humble web designer needs to be a master at helping me work out what my ROI is going to be from having that website, how many leads it's going to generate, what traffic you can get through it, what strategies we're going to do use from an SEO perspective, you know, all sorts of things like that. So not just, oh, I'm going to build you a website that's got like five pages and it'll be built on WordPress. And like none of that stuff matters. The only thing that matters is how many leads I'm going to get from it. So that's easy. Putting the price up, easy. Okay, so that's step one. Step two is the hard part. That's validation. 
because now they're going to look at all of the competition and go, well, now I'm like five times the price of my competition. They're just yes. going to laugh at me and I'm going to lose customers. And so the mindset, the limiting beliefs, like core belief systems, they just kick in and just for most people they are overwhelming and they'll never get past that to try putting their prices up. Like what I did with Russ. So he was charging 25 pound an hour, 25 pound a lesson. And we condensed it into an eight-week program, and we charged 595 quid for it. So not a ridiculous amount of money, but we focused on the outcomes to drive further, drive straighter, chipping, yeah. like short game, uh, lower your handicap, lower your putting average. So we had five products there with a specific outcome for each product. And, he, and the first thing he said, and I said, right, charge 595. He's like, he did the international sign of distress. The arms went up. No, I couldn't possibly charge a much. All the other golf pros <laughs> are laughing. I said, and I just said, look, just trust me. I've done this with hundreds of business owners now, okay? Just trust me. I drew up a little contract from him. I said, print out 10 of these, put them on the desk in the pro shop, and just the next 10 people that come in, just pitch it, and I see what happens. Like, if if nobody buys it, like, hey, more for me, it's my fault, you know, I'll refund your money for the coaching, it's not a yep. problem. So he sold three in the first week. So like, yes. cool, we got validation. Yeah. Immediately, he's like, oh, I can't believe, can't believe I didn't do this sooner. It's like the first like response I normally get. Perfect. So we put the prices up, and and we we test it, so we validate it. You start to then have to move into because then people start to lose confidence because what happens is when you put the price up and you validate it, the number of yeses you get will go down, and that's hard for a lot of people to take. Like we want an eighty percent conversion rate because it makes me feel good, but actually the reality is we can help more people if we're getting a twenty percent conversion rate and get yeah, better results yeah. of getting yeah. a lower conversion rate. Yes, for our clients more time efficient too. Yeah, yeah. So then we have to move into like the sales. <laughs> So sales techniques to make sure like it's totally frictionless that you're you're able to like I said demonstrate that ROI and be able to sell it confidently without like um, I'll give you another example I I worked with two guys who ran a um, a business doing home cinema systems like high end home cinema systems you know we're talking like fifty grand a hundred grand like pounds um, and the first coaching session we sat down we're looking at their turnover I was looking at their books and there's two guys running this business and they turned over not bad business they turned over 180 grand so I just went cool so you've sold three of your high-end home cinema systems then like just doing some basic maths and they're like they're both like unison no 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 we've no we're just constantly busy like and I was like busy doing what like three systems how long does that take, take to install that's like three weeks work um and I just I just like was poking the bear yeah, yeah. And uh, they're oh no 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 we, we're we're busy like all the time. I was like doing what? And and they said oh we're, we you know we're doing like little home home like flat panel TVs and Dolby surround systems. And I was like whoa 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 hold on you've just been telling me for the last hour about these amazing like home cinema systems like home automation systems that are worth t- in tens hundreds of thousands of pounds. Like what's going on? And they they both kind of looked at each other and like where's he going with this? And I just I looked and I said hang on a second. I said would you buy a fifty thousand pound home cinema system? And in unison, immediately, they both went, well, no, that's just far too expensive. That's just ridiculous. So I was like, so I was like, well, that's your problem then. You don't, you don't, you haven't got enough belief or your belief systems are all wrong around like your product. It's a great product, but you don't actually believe in it yet. You wouldn't buy it yourself. And that's an issue. So you've got to get over that. So <laughs> a week later, one of the guys handed in his notice to his business partner and said he was going to go off and get a job. So we turned the screw enough there. But <laughs> But the guy that so I've been working with um, Chris now for um, coming up for a year, um, he's just sold a 75 grand home cinema system. Perfect. So it's that those mindset shifts and core belief patterns. So it's like put your prices up when we validate it, make sure there is market demand for this. And then we just go to town on like the mindset side of it and sales and like make it frictionless. So you believe in it enough that you would buy it. Exactly. Yes. 
it's kind of like cool. That's like when that happens, when, when he, you know, Chris doesn't need to work with me anymore for a little while until he gets over his next hunt when he has to sell like 150 grand system and then it'll probably bite him on the backside again. <laughs> you know, um, he, he's kind of like got through that now and it's, it's great. It's a, kind of bittersweet as a coach. Cause you're kind of like, you know, that the coaching relationship is coming to an end, but you've done yep, your job, yep. gotten the result. So yeah, so that's my, that's my tips around pricing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean that's that's uh, really valuable to hear, and also to to see that it is actually very very much doable. Uh, I've been working also in terms of sales and, and sales consulting, and I had one project in uh, in Holland where the managing director didn't really believe in my ability to help his sales team to to take it to what I promised, and I said I'm perfectly fine to to take just zero pounds for the service but just to have a, a fraction of of the actual revenue and we're talking yeah. about like 30 million plus euro deal uh and and we're talking about a very very small fraction of a percentage but i was so certain about the actual outcome if i was allowed to spend enough time with the sales guys yeah so he has turned around and, and happily paid a, a a very high day rate instead of of Put, putting cool. your skin in the game is yeah, one exactly. of the strongest like convinces you can have. Exactly. Um, like what, one of my mentors is a copywriter and he, he wrote a, um, we got, got paid to do a two page sales letter and he, he charged him like he said, well, it, they, they asked him what he wanted and he said, well, look, there's a supplements business doing like hundred million dollars a year. And they had ambitions. They wanted to grow it to $400 million a year. And, and they had a suitor, basically. Somebody was going to buy them out and they hit a certain benchmark. So like, if you can do that, you know, we'll pay anything. So he, he spuriously just went, well, look, I'll um, I'll charge you $25,000 just because I want some kind of a commitment. I want to just, you're serious. And I want you to transfer that over like in the next hour. <laughs> yes. And then he said, but I want 0.25% of the royalties. Exactly. If, you work, if you work out 0.25% of 300 million. Yeah. Well, that's, I, that's a decent amount. That's a pretty cool number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and also, I mean, the, the craziest thing is the, the buyer of that service, all of us start, sudden start to do the numbers themselves as well. Like, oh, I, no, we will not give away like uh, close to one million pounds in, in fees. Like, for God's sake, if it can help you to get 200 million more sales, like it's probably worth to, to throw away one million for that. Yeah. Uh, some business leaders don't really get that little uh, thinking right. Well, Joe, you know made me laugh though about this guy because he, he was explaining as well because apparently they came back to him and said, why didn't you ask for more? And he said, I don't need any more. He's just like, you know, for me, like a million bucks is, the, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a digital nomad. So he just travels yeah, exactly. around the world. He said, all I need is, an, I have, I, he has a tattoo on his arm, but he's this Aussie dude, right? Tattoo on his arm saying the international lifestyle. And he's just like, I just need enough money just to, just to cruise around the world, like go and do speaking gigs and like, yeah. just help people out. I don't, you know, I, 10 would be nice, but he's just, I don't need it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Uh, your, your, the whole conversation brings me on to, uh, another thing. Uh, I did some reflection today when I was listening again to the secrets of the millionaire, um, uh, for, for, I've heard it a few times before. And, um, one thing that many people, again, in the transition between being employed and really jumping ship, what you really can do to try the water is to renegotiate much bigger part of your salary to be very much performance-based. So it yeah. really becomes risk, uh, risk-reward risk element. And that's also a great way to get in through the door. So what I did with my last proper job is I said to the managing director that I'm perfectly fine to work at at zero pound 
salary and just 100% straight uncapped money and and that allowed me to quite quickly move from nothing to 100k plus salary uh wow zero risk for for them and uh, massive upside for both of us that's cool i mean i i'd um that's that's fab i mean i always advise people if they're if they're thinking about kind of shifting from a job into setting up their own business or making some kind of major transition yes. is like a, a lot of people are quite afraid of having that conversation so the, the first thing is like you just got to get them over the hump of having that conversation yeah. and it's kind of like well would you not rather have me in you know three days a week than no days a week exactly but allow me the freedom to because at least you know when i'm there for the three days yeah. a week i'm gonna yeah. just work my my nuts off to like produce yeah. results you know, and then and then it's a, like a win-win situation. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I tried exactly that when I was about to leave. Uh, again, consulting partner uh, in in the city, and I explained I'm very happy to still have both delivery and sales targets. He would probably made personally in his own pocket at least fifty, sixty thousand pounds by allowing me to go part time. But he just like said no, blank no, and I said, well, my family's moving to Sweden. I like to have like a life. Uh, and then he said no again and then said I had quit so I had prepared a little piece of paper and, and, and I jumped <laughs> ship immediately so he lost everything instead instead of giving me some flexibility so that's yeah. uh, an How interesting that conversation that many people listening to this might have ahead of them as well How did it make you feel? I'm just curious uh, it, I felt super happy I was, I was like, uh, like a free bird like uh, flying <laughs> up in the room uh, delighted uh, not nice to turn, turn, turn off the salary obviously uh but uh i've never really looked back you know then you look on like job ads about stuff that you don't want to have anyway because you don't want to be having someone else to dictate what you do that many hours a week yeah i i still remember that so i i did once have a proper i a proper job with like yeah. bunnies around it right <laughs> you know when I, when I wasn't busy running businesses and things like that so i worked for a, a medical devices company for about three and a half years and I, I still, it's one of my vividest memories the day I walked in there with my, um, with my letter yes. tucked in my pocket. And I was like, went in there with, I had two outcomes. It was either renegotiate the salary or I'm walking basically. And I had a little sideline going anyway. So I was, I was fine. And the guy, the guy basically, you know, I was doing about five people's job on a student salary because it was whilst I was at uni yes. and, uh, he just flat out refused. And I said, cool, I'll just leave this with you. Um, no I won't be yeah. coming back in tomorrow. And he was literally on his knees begging for me to come back before I'd even reached the door because yeah. <laughs> he knew what was, what was on it. But best day ever, best day ever, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, think that, that, that lives uh, like the, the, the pure content conversation of this. So uh, if people like the energy that you, you have been sharing here, Robin, in, in this podcast, if people like to uh, get more of your uh, knowledge by reading the books or anything else how can people get hold of you and what would you recommend as like first steps to to learn even more yeah of course so uh two best ways or three best ways i should say to get hold of me are my website which is just robinwaite.com yep. uh and then i run a facebook group as well called the fearless business academy so there's um about 1100 people in there at the moment it's growing fairly quickly so that's just like entrepreneurs just sharing ideas and stuff talking about business uh, and that then leads into my obviously my coaching program and then of course like take your shot like i i i I don't, it sounds awful like trying to big up my own my book but um you know i get you so so much feedback two or three comments literally every day emails dropping in saying absolutely loved your book it's changed my life there's like nearly close to 300 reviews on on amazon now for that on amazon.co.uk so um like go and grab a copy of take your shot um and i always reward people for leaving reviews as well if they get the opportunity perfect 
Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. And also, you also have another one, the online business startup, same thing there. So many people yep. like to get into the digital space, and I think it's a fantastic space to, to have a side hustle, uh, a side yeah. income as well. And there, there are some gems in that as well. Another one is called online business startup. Lovely. Awesome. Cool. All right. Um, so it has been an absolute pleasure. We could probably be going on for the whole evening. Uh, easily, easily. <laughs> like business like sharing stuff. <laughs> no, it's, it's been a real pleasure. Um, and I'm, I'm glad you kind of like listened to me, uh, you know, when I was talking about my crazy theories about black holes and stuff like that. <laughs> Absolutely. My, my pleasure. Uh, I'll, I'll send uh, some greetings to Ivan and Charlie as well. Uh, if you'd like to give some kind of like final thoughts for a teenager who would like to do anything, something uh, linked to business, learning about money or whatever. Just like, don't ever stop learning. Cause I, I, um, I remember finishing uni and I, I just, I resent, I don't know why, but I resented like the whole learning journey. And then it, it took me about 10 years before I kicked off, picked up a book and started like personal development again. Yep. And I just say like, don't, don't ever stop learning. Uh, start going to like business events you know, start listen, listening to TED Talks, like pick up books and things like that and just find something in those that you're passionate about and then just follow it. Because, yeah, I, that's I, something I wished, wished I'd kind of, you know, I, I never look back with regret, but um, there's those five five to ten years where I wasn't learning and I kind of feel like I missed out a bit there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you have been listening to the podcast Invest in You today with uh, Robin White and myself, Fredrik Sandvall. Uh, it has been great to have you on board. Uh, this is episode number 46. We love people who either uh, subscribe, so that means you get the, your uh, reminders. You can also write a little line. You might even review. Um, who knows? Uh, or maybe tell a friend. So, yeah. Anything else? Last thoughts? I don't think so. It's been a pleasure. All right. Take care. Until next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye-bye.